When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Realistic Sustainability Educational Shorts. Most of you already know that I hold seats throughout the city of Duran, one of them being the Planning Commission. I've also worked on master plans for the city of Duran and their non-motorized transit plans. I'm starting to accumulate a lot of knowledge in urban planning throughout the few years of doing this. When you spend time around people who care about cities, you kind of learn as you go. And one thing I'm learning is that I really enjoy urban planning. It's fun. It's a fun puzzle to make everybody's everybody's life easier and better and more entertaining and more active. And you can do that through a built environment. I not only enjoy urban planning, I really enjoy the overall big picture, sustainability. It is a blast to integrate sustainability into the city creating walkable spaces, looking for places to add free water sources, making sure there's plenty of shade, making the town, well, a place where people want to sit and spend their time. Urban planning requires a solid grasp on how city design, transit, material management, business management, psychology, sociology, accounting, all of this, and sustainability. And with that being said, I've discovered a few things through this process. Number one, the older someone is, the more they don't like change. I don't know why that necessarily is, but it is true. It is very age-centric in many cases. Does that mean every person over a certain age hates change? No. Does it mean every person under that certain age loves change? No. It is just that it seems to be, from the data I have and from the time I've spent here, a trend that is sticking out and the longer uh, number two the longer someone lives in a place the more they dislike change they tend to see how life was as good people tend to reminisce even if it wasn't better it was how i was how it was when i was a kid and for some reason that just kind of translates to it's better and it isn't always but the longer someone lives somewhere the less they like to see change and manipulation to the processes that they're used to and three what i never expected everyone loves parking and i know that's part of being a a car centric kind of design here in the midwest we have to drive everywhere but it is amazing the amount of uproar you can have by saying we'll just remove this parking spot or we're going to block this road for this event and put like a fair or carnival in the middle of the street for lack of better terms sometimes people just straight up lose their mind. Small towns like mine have an addiction, an addiction to parking. We have all this space throughout the city. Durand has about 3,000 people, and we have at least four parking lots, not just in individual spaces, but lots where people can park, along with the front of all of our businesses have this angled parking, which by the way, makes it nearly impossible to see when you're pulling in, pulling out, or attempting to cross a street. It's actually very dangerous. But they have 
all this angled parking, even in front of Dabble, and then all these lots that are city-owned lots behind all the buildings. We have more parking than people. We have a ton of parking. And if anyone proposes, let's take away four spots and do this with it or that with it. Let's pretend like we were going to put an edible landscape there. We haven't. Everybody gets very upset. Where will we park? Where will we park? The pitchforks, the fire, all of it, it comes a running. And it's something I didn't really expect. It's just parking. But the more I thought about it, the more I understood. Everybody drives. Like I said, if someone stops at a store and wants to go to a store four buildings over, they just get back in the car, drive further down, and park in another spot. Well, that's different because I keep wanting all this walkability. People taking the time to walk from space to space. The ones who are very close to home, just walking out of their house and down to town. Like what we do quite often, just walk downtown. And you don't have to do that because there's a million parking spaces for 3,000 people in a city. Our city could be really cool. The downtown area, if you took out the angled parking, and I know if you live in Durand, you just you just got this feeling what made all your hair stand up when I said it, but take out the angled parking. Put, put in patios there and shade so that all the local restaurants, the donut shop, the coffee shop have these places. We have something called a people's spot right now which is this a city-built little section where people can walk out of the coffee shop, sit down outside, and have, a, and have a drink of coffee or eat their ice cream. It's used constantly, and it's the only real one we have in town. So then we ended up with a memorial alley of where a building was destroyed. We, it was all cleaned up, and, and the citizens have done an amazing job landscaping it, and, to, and now they're going to start putting furniture in. That's going to get used. But if we took out all that angle parking in the front, people would still park behind the buildings. They could still easily walk there. More people would just walk uptown if they lived close because there's less obvious parking. That would create less traffic downtown with the vehicles, but more foot traffic. You start putting up these little patio areas and make it very comfortable. But the moment you say remove parking, it's immediately shut down. Uh, all these wonderful things we could do with the space But the answer is no, where else would we park? No different than bike lanes. We're working on getting non-motorized transit put in. We have parking on both sides of our street. We have a super wide street here in Duran. So I propose let's remove parking on one side. Bicyclists can move on one side without fear of cars. But where would we park? The people on that side of the road also need that parking. They don't. We all, most of us have driveways. It is just, we're so used to needing more parking because we're supposed to drive everywhere. And it's not necessarily true. We've, we've become addicted. Individuals that you bring up these ideas to show signs of addiction. Like as if I pull the parking out, there's going to be a period of time of withdrawal. It is very unique. It's not something I ever expected. The city, well, being part of the planning commission, we even zone in parking. What does that mean? If someone wants an apartment, at one point we needed one and a half parking spaces for a one-bedroom apartment, which means that for an owner of a building downtown, they would have to have a dedicated apartment or a dedicated parking for that apartment of two spots. What if only one person lived there? We just assume everybody's going to have multiple vehicles. 
that's changing. We're working on a situation where parking isn't the priority. It's mobility and accessibility. It doesn't always mean driving from place to place. More apartments downtown means more walking from site to site. This is something that will greatly help the city of Duran. Yep, there's going to be a segment of people who start lighting the torches and grabbing the pitchforks. But if we handle change in town no different than we handle change in ourselves, you know, little bit, little bit, we have a fighting chance to really make it better. The one great thing about Durand is we have tons of space. It's almost like we planned for the whole town to be five lanes wide. We have all kinds of extra space to be able to use for bicyclists, walkers, or anybody else that wants to move through town without a vehicle. We're lucky in that sense. Some towns built small. It's our car-centric lifestyle. Here we are in Michigan, proud to be a motor city with Detroit, and it's just kind of become us. I forget that some of you listening don't have this problem. One of my professors at U of M, Dr. Lee, talked about living in Seattle and how he could go anywhere without a vehicle. He could ride a bike. He could take mass transit. He had accessibility to any place he wanted to go without owning a vehicle. And how horrible it was living in the Midwest where you couldn't even go to the local shop without your car. And that's true. We have such such city sprawl in so many ways in Michigan that everything is car-centric. Well, I, I tend to forget the rest of the world's not like that. And we shouldn't either. There was a meeting that we had here in Duran where the Department of Transportation sent a representative to talk to us about our non-motorized transit plan and master plans. And they were very upset. They just kept saying, but well, we got to keep the roads good. We got to keep the roads good. We can't give money to bicyclists. We can't give money to walking trails. We barely keep the roads in one piece as it is. And all I could think of was, why is he so angry? And then I just said, if you want to keep the roads in good shape, put less cars on them. If we offer more modes of transportation, people will take them. People will use them. We are going to have people walk, riding bikes, taking golf carts, all of all these different things, e-bikes, that are going to put less strain on the roads. Get the cars off the roads, and the roads last a lot longer. Although we didn't see eye to eye, it was definitely a point taken by the rest of the group. We can enact these changes. It just takes a little time. And here in Duran, we can and we should. If we all use other modes of transportation, like I said before, I'm going to start walking to work the moment the weather breaks. I'm kind of a wimp. It's cold. And taking bikes from place to place when we want to go uptown, the more we do that, the more people see that it's okay, more start to join you. And after a while, you have more cyclists than vehicle than motorists, and the city has to react to that. So if you get a chance, take a bike, take a walk, let people see you. Let's build cities for citizens. Let's create a network where people can choose how they want to move from point A to point B. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, share it with a friend. Other ways you can support Realistic Sustainability is by becoming a monthly sustainer. Just by searching Realistic Sustainability on our Anchor hosting site or visiting greeningyourlife.org forward slash podcast. You can also simply just leave a five-star review, click a like, follow us on your favorite podcast platform, or send messages. We love hearing from people. It's a blast. And I've made some pretty cool friends just from chatting back and forth. Again, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, we only get together each week so that we can get a little bit better. Little bit, little bit, big bit. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you next week.
feeling overwhelmed by climate change? Looking for sustainable and ethical brands to support? That Ethic is perfect for you. Ethic is a simple browser extension that helps you find sustainable and ethical brands online. Learn more at ethic.org. E-T-H-Y-K.org.